how's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Saturday morning pod, probably the first ever. <sighs> yeah, seriously. Like, definitely the first. And we can do this now. I know. <laughs> Except as I was saying, though, I feel hungover today. How long has it been for you? Should check the old app. <laughs> it's been oh yeah, you got an app. Oh, of course. On this fucking app, I should do that. It has been. I've been realizing how much money I've been saving. Oh, dude, I it's know. It's fucking insane. Fourteen days. Okay, so I'm a week ahead of you. Yeah, I've noticed on my second week that I started feeling like kind of shitty, really, and like depressed and okay. like weird. But I've since pushed through that and felt a lot better. So. Okay. Yeah, I think there's like some there's the excitement of being sober in the first week. I know, and, and then that kind of dies off in the second week. Yeah. You're like, huh? Like I'm bored. And yeah, like, you're like, okay, I now still kind of feel like shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> but well, then I don't know. I, I'm starting to come out of that. So this is the I first time though, because as I was saying, I just like feel. Uh, but it hit me on the on exactly 14 days. Yeah, exactly it's like I like woke up today feeling like because in my mind I was like we're gonna do a fucking like morning pod Saturday morning like what's the matter it doesn't matter i'll be fine yeah. and i've been fine every morning and then yeah. but i also just like you know sometimes you get a headache like i don't know maybe it's just like a random yeah. it could be that because yeah. it could be sick there's so many or you just could have had a not very good sleep yeah I, but it's again it's like it's it tricks it's like a weird mind thing because i dj'd last night <laughs> sober for maybe the first time ever Whoa. <laughs> like actually when i think about it i was like like maybe not the first time but like you know i didn't start doing that until i was like I don't know yeah. 20 yeah. right so it's like and you're playing them at clubs you have a drink it's like i've just never done it like yeah. completely so what were like, the differences did you notice anything? it was it was weird for the first like 10 minutes and i was like because you like overthink everything yeah. right that, whereas like when you're like you know tipsy, tipsy yeah. you're just like you just kind of like vibe with it and just go with the flow but i was like i was being like oh, but that's why i think sobriety is really cool it's because it makes you like earn your confidence yeah a little bit more yeah. Do you know what i mean yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you can't just rely on that substance to like yeah. let you let loose. You have to let yourself let loose, you know? I love it. And even, it's even sick. yesterday I had a, another classic bitters and soda, Fucking but man. it was funny cause this, I even sent a photo of it to Lauren cause I was just like, I was like, look at this. Cause it just looked like <laughs> I was drinking a glass of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but no one's the wiser. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, enough sober talk before we start to becoming. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> We're not going to become a sober pod. <laughs> I mean, we are now, but whatever. Um, uh, I got to shut up. Dan Barna for making my TIFF dreams come true Yeah, this let's year. talk about this. You got a press pass. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't talk. Yeah, whatever. Oof, uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, I've been, I've been going to a couple, uh, a bunch of, well, I went to two movies so far. I'm going to another tomorrow, and then I think I'm going to take it out for a spin this week as well. <laughs> <laughs> take, take it out for a press pass. Because you're also spin. going to the press screenings too, right? Yeah. Which is sick. I've been to a... Well, they, it's sick, but they start at like fucking... Like the press screening for Dream Scenario, which I'm not going to because I got a real ticket. That, it's like, like again, 10 a.m. or something, Barn. right? It's at 8.30 a.m. Yeah. I, like that's fucked. No, I, I love that. that because it, it actually feels for the first <clears throat> time maybe ever. Like, I mean, maybe you do this, but who watches like, you know, like arguably a crazy movie at like well, 8 saw, in the morning? So I saw Zone of Interest, Jonathan yeah. Glazer's new film, which yeah. is my most anticipated film of tiff for and sure. rating how do you fucking amazing really uh it's i i feel like we should do a solo pod where we really get into it okay I have to we'll see do a solo though. pod no i know but we'll do a solo pod where i where i we i just talk about all yeah. the tiff films yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and we can do we can talk about other stuff too but yeah, yeah, no, um no, no, no. we'll give you a, we'll, we'll give we'll give the people an yeah, austin episode of film i'll, I'll do my my top tiff my top of tiff <laughs> and you gotta wait till tiff finishes too yeah we exactly. can't we can't, we can't exactly. you know, we but can't zone of interest absolutely crazy movie not fun i will tell you it's not fun it's like it's the best things are not fun it's not 
not fun at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a, it follows like SS, uh, uh, like the head of yeah, Auschwitz yeah. and okay. his family as they're just like really excited about their like new life Whoa. and this like house that they've built for themselves and this house and this life that they've built for their families where on the other side of the fence fucking Auschwitz is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, they, they shot it like a reality TV show. So they just have like cameras set up around this house and then they've just blocked the scene and allowed the actors to pretty much just like move around the space. Okay. And um and just do the scene and there's no crew or cast like or sorry there's no crew on the set they're all like far off watching it right it's absolutely crazy yeah i saw someone tweet about it actually it goes it gets you like onto this level where like it gets you into the headspace of like the cognitive dissonance surrounding all that shit right you know what i mean like you actually for a second while you're watching the movie you're like wait, what's happening? Why am I watching this again? Right. And then like gunshots go across the fence and screams and you're like, oh my God. Right, you're right. Like, right, this is happening. This is happening. At and the same time, but it, not, oh, yeah. Man, it's it's the most Damn. powerful film I've seen in a long time. Interesting. But see that 11.45 in the morning, which yeah. it was, I mean, that's but, not but, that early, but, but it's the, still but, but that's true. But I, I do fuck with the idea of seeing shit like that so early in the morning because I know I brought it up last episode but that when I had a press screening to uh, Uncut Gems a couple years ago mm-hmm. that was like nine in the morning yeah. and it was like when else would I even if I do watch something in the morning it's yeah. gonna be the most like ambient like chill whatever yeah. like some YouTube bullshit or something yeah. right yeah. but to like get into something that like it also messes up your day oh it does you're yeah. kind of just like wait, what the hell did I just experience yeah. it's like it's like experiencing like trauma like first yeah. thing in the morning but i'm typically like a morning movie watcher really like i'll wake up and just like watch a movie yeah um but there's something it's also different and it's more immersive in a theater yeah. you know and then zone of interest is just a really really crazy movie yeah, to watch yeah. first thing and then i saw la chimera which was good by the director who did happy as lazarus i don't know if you ever saw no. that film it was good i i mean nothing i think well, you, like, you gotta save all yeah, this you gotta, you gotta yeah. save okay, it we'll do it we'll <laughs> you do gotta save it okay because <laughs> now you're getting into also it good. which I, I think is good but we should save that for like a post tiff wrap up yeah maybe yeah. try to get norman on the pod for once yeah, <laughs> you guys can seriously. fucking hash it out um but yeah i guess i want to talk to him about meeting vim vendors yeah so well i was, was getting like, and he's gonna meet uh, I guess you could just say it now. I'll beep it the out. Based if it, God. Yeah. The, the, well, there's a one based God, and that's a little. Beat. I want to make this shit as based as possible. I know, that, that Harmony Corinne fucking interview, like when you because sh- we looked at it at the end of the last pod, right? Yeah, we, and I immediately sent it to Norman. He was just like, "Oh my god!" So like crazy. even wearing if, that mask. I know. Like even if they, sh- I man, like I, I really, he's so insane. I really can't tell if he's just like an aging guy who like is so out of it or like so fucking on it. It's probably a bit of both. Yeah. It's like it's probably equal equal parts being out of touch but being lucky. You know, not lucky, but just like like I don't know. You can kind of do anything at this point, and like somebody will interpret it the way they want to interpret it. And yeah. there's no actual like if someone just goes, "No man, it's fucking high art. He's doing his thing." It's yeah. just like even if he's not, he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I am." You know, yeah. it's like there's yeah, yeah. you can kind of yeah. just like well, he's already like earned the title of like cultural curator cultural yeah. creator you know like yeah. kids in itself yeah started oh. a fucking phenomenon oh and it, know? which is relevant to this day exactly it's like one of the most i don't know still how everybody fucking films. dresses yeah, yeah exactly well especially right now <laughs> yeah like i'm literally wearing a fucking 90s flannel shirt <laughs> but uh no i know man i'm like i had like you know when you have those like weird uh kind of like daydream scenarios yeah I was just like imagining Harmony Corinne sitting on the couch right there. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I don't even, I actually would be, I don't, I don't know if I'd want that because I don't know. I'd be so intimidated to talk to him. 
I 100% would be too. But at the same time, you'd have to just go for it. Oh. Anyways, that's not, that's not yeah, hypothetically. Yeah, that's never going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like there at the shoot just being like, yo, man, you got to come on Cold Pod. It's the most beast podcast ever. It's like, I'm there. I'm there. Um, uh. Sick. I guess. Yes, yeah, so you got the press pass. You've seen movies this week. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny because my mom used to get a press pass every year as a writer, as a journalist, and used to give me tickets to press screenings. So I'm very familiar with the press screenings. Because it was always funny, too, when I was in... Because I used to be, like, weirdly, like, super into TIFF, and I, like, loved the idea of, like, film festivals, even though I don't watch that many movies. Mm -hmm. But I used to... It used to be funny, at least from the perspective of, I'm assuming, everybody else in the audience. I was, like, 17. Yeah. And I'd have a fucking press pass. (laughs) And it'd be, like, all these, like, film critics and fucking, like, you know, (laughs) adults. And I'd be like, they'd be like, what are you doing here? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm writing a high school paper. (laughs) Yeah, on... uh, (laughs) Fucking, I don't even know. But um, yeah, I remember seeing for my high school newspaper. I remember seeing Black Swan. Uh, that oh, was yeah. one of the ones I saw as, at a press screening, whatever year that came out. And I'm uh. pretty sure I was in high school. And yeah, that was the one where I was just like, I was like, hmm, like these people have no idea what I'm doing here or why I got yeah. this. But you can't say shit because yeah. I got the pass. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> I guess we have a guest. He should be here shortly. Teen days, Jameson Isaac. He's an old friend. I haven't seen him in years. We've uh, played quite a few shows together over the years, worked with a lot of the same people, kind of have a musical kinship. Uh, he's from Abbotsford. I think he lives in Vancouver. I could be wrong. We'll, uh, we'll have to get into that and figure Don't it out. And we'll, it. we'll talk, about the, talk about the world of British Columbia, mm-hmm. your, uh, our, our favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, peace. Uh, well, I guess it's just four ports. Yeah. It's just we'll four ports. four yeah, people. <laughs> All right, we're in a, a classic. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Saturday, uh, I guess afternoon pod. Yeah, but it's afternoon. Yeah. For our for our sake, it's still a Saturday morning pod yeah. because uh, you we, have kids, so I'm sure this. I is, know. So this, this is, is late in the day. For this you. is yes. the thing I was just about to say, which we're about to get into in a second. Is the only two times we've done super super early for us pods mm. are with parents. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian. E- Seba- oh yeah, Eva. Sebastian, DFA, yeah. Eva, and Emil. Yeah. All the uh, all the parents that come on the pod, they're like they're like, okay, so can we do this at like you know, eleven a.m. I'm yeah. like, yeah, hell yeah, let's <laughs> let's go for it. Um, so, anyways, welcome. You were just saying, yeah, you welcomed your second child. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know. Yeah. I know you had yeah. one. You had one. Yeah. So, how old are the kids? So the oldest is going to be four uh, next week. Oh, crazy! Uh, yeah, next week. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> um, and then the youngest is ten months. Damn. Yeah. Whoa. Damn. So how does so, it feel? How does it feel to be a, to be a dad? It's great. Yeah. I mean, we're still like totally in baby zone right now. Right. Yeah. Um, with with the ten month old. Yeah. It's uh, it's like <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. It's the you know there's, it's not even like um, it's not even like there are these sort of overarching like seasons that you right. sort of go through. Mm-hmm. But it's truly a day-to-day thing where yeah. like every day you'll have moments where he'll, oh man, yesterday at, the oldest is in such a funny zone right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yesterday at um, at breakfast, we were staying at my, uh, yeah, we've sort of been in Southern Ontario for like the last week. Uh-huh. Okay. We were staying at my in-law's place and they were talking to their kids and, and one of them was like annoying the mom and the mom was like, hey, like stop bugging me. And Oscar, my oldest, from the table goes, 
Auntie Laura, can you not talk to my cousin that way? <laughs> and she goes like, well, I can talk to her. <laughs> it's my child. Right. And she was actually like bothering me. So I think, you know, I was just letting her know that. And Oscar goes, well, I, I see what you're saying. Or something like he like, he like fully understood it and was right. just like changed his mindset or whatever. Yeah. Like went into someone else's perspective. And I'm like, like wow, sitting back just like, like I'm just blown away by those small sort yeah. of like day-to-day things where he just is becoming more and more of like a, a, human. Like a human. A human. And yeah. it's, it's his own like thought process yes. and yeah. critical yeah. thinking skills. So that's it's the really funniest intense. part about Crazy. children to me is when you can look at them and see in their mind that they're like, they're, yeah. they're figuring something out and like, 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 like maybe changing perspective or yes. just being like, Oh, you know, it's like, it always happens relationally. Like it always happens in like my, my nephew's four as well. And he is, and I think actually it's the same age difference for 10 months. I think no, she's my niece is like one now. Okay. So it's it's around the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like she, he like has taken on a br- big brother role and then is like learning about like relationships through that, like through his, through yeah. the like dynamics. It's, yeah. it's really it's interesting r- to watch. It's a really wild thing. Yeah. yeah. It's um, right now, uh, Oscar is very into the Lion King. Okay. Nice. And we were like a little kind of like all of the like movies, TV shows sort of stuff that, that we've shown him have all been a lot of like small doses of things, right. just partially because his attention span can't really handle like a full movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not yet. But one thing that he's been really into has been like um, Sesame Street clips on YouTube. Okay. So we'll like, like Feist singing one, two, three, four, but it's all about counting. Right, or, right. Like they sort of make songs for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he said like, oh, I want to watch The Lion King, because we've been watching some of the songs, we're like, okay. And my wife and I were both sort of like, some heavy themes and and he's in the zone of like really thinking about things. And I think it was the other day at dinner with my wife's parents and a couple other sort of family around. Um, she, Oh yeah. So someone had brought up my grandpa. There's some relationship that had come up and someone at the table said like, Oh yeah. When did he pass away again? And so I had said, and Oscar looks at me and goes, great grandpa is dead. Whoa. And I was like, fuck. You're like, how do I even? Okay. Well, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> sooner said, than I expected. <laughs> yeah. it, it honestly so was like, sooner than I expected. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. like, and he, we have talked about death so much in the last three days. Yeah. yeah. He's like sitting on the toilet the other day and he's like, so dad, are you going to live for a very long time? Whoa. And I said, I'm going to try. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I hope so. <laughs> this was, I think, the same age where Emil's kid was also having mm-hmm. this this conflict and yeah. i think it's the same time it, 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 i remember it when it happened to me too yeah and i remember not mm. handling it well yeah. but was it, it through was, a movie or something no i don't remember what it was i, I think like because my dad was a, was an atheist and i think like he had kind of described it as very final mm. um and okay. not in like a mean way or no like, sure but it was just yeah. like I, I i understood the finality of it you know right. yeah, yeah. and i and I, I remember just having like such a vivid picture of just like blackness you know? yeah yeah, like yeah the dark yeah. the just void like that's of it. death that's yeah. a and, heavy and heavy thing to think about as a kid really, yeah. and i remember having yeah. like i didn't sleep i think for like a oh, week at shit. least and yeah. i remember like just that, like every night just like crying myself yeah. to sleep oh, if i did yeah and it was like really intense but it is funny when you think of these disney movies because yeah. like they're, they're no but honestly they're, they're like i have like 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 
Weirdly, the one that like stuck with me the most oh, man, was when fucking who's the father lion? Simba? Yeah, Mufasa. 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 Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like things like that, or like um, uh, oh, I can't remember the other one. There's another one that that was like a big one for me as a kid. But it's like when you see it for the first time and the reaction of usually it's like a a child animal or something. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, and you're just like he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, like it leaves you in such a like blank state of just uh-huh. like, like, huh? But then you like watch it again. Cause yeah. you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and he's upset. Obs- like he's watched the Lion King. Like now well, it was his birthday next week and it's a Lion King themed birthday. We're going right. to, uh-huh. we've got like a projector. We're going to like show it on our garage door and like our neighbors are going to come watch yeah. too. And there's also all of these like existential things yeah. going on inside of his head yeah. at the same Here's, time. I just remember the yeah. one that messed me up the most though. Have you guys seen the Fox and the Hound? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. It's not about death. It's about friendship collapsing. Yeah. Oh boy. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's basically these, two, I forget. Well, it's a Fox and a Hound and they like grow up as like little like, kids and they're like best friends and they're like we're gonna be friends forever and da 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 and, and then, then they go to college and, 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 yeah <laughs> but as they get older they realize that they like 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 hunt each other basically yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah and then in the Whoa, end it, and it ends wild. with it, it, they have this like beautiful thing and it ends with them like you know being adults and like fighting and trying to kill each other and it's mm. just like i remember getting that movie as a gift and be like watching it the one time and being like I'm never watching this again. <laughs> like I hate this, but it stuck with me to this day. Yeah, and it's like weirdly more so than death. It was more so yeah. this like loss of friendship that like really fucked. Yeah, that's me. really fascinating. Yeah. yeah, and and different personalities will pick up on different. Types yeah, of things. exactly. Yeah. And he's such a sweet-hearted kid, and like, um, so yeah, we're we're. Tr- it's that's funny that you would mention your dad and the way that he sort of reacted to it or talked about it. Mm. We're trying to be very intentional in the way that we talk about it and talk about, you know, the idea of like, you know, um, so thinking about my grandpa in that situation, talking about how like he's physically not here, but you know, we still have memories. We have Mm -hmm. photos. Mm -hmm. We have uh, stories that like we, you know, in that way, he's kind of still with us Mm -hmm. and trying to think about things that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so that we don't have him like <laughs> thinking about the yeah, black. So he, so he doesn't end up with a podcast yes. twenty years yes, later. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's my root. So then, how do you? So how? Because you you're back on the road again. I've noticed more yeah, so yeah, than yeah. obviously post pandemic and stuff. So like, yeah. how how does that feel? And how does how does I mean, I oh, guess man. with your your oldest, because your youngest would be too young to understand yeah, that right. daddy's gone for a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah. How like like does he have an understanding of you being like a touring a, musician? A little bit, okay. yeah. He <laughs> maybe for better or for worse, yeah, right? Yeah. Like he knows what DJing is, <laughs> <laughs> which maybe for worse. I'm just what? kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's one of those things that every every time. Cause I have like a little CDJ set up, uh, mm-hmm. in my studio and that's his favorite thing to play with right. because it's just knobs. And yeah. 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 He can... It's basically a toy. Exactly. <laughs> is he a prodigy DJ? <laughs> he is very good at the search function on the oh, CDJs. Oh, really? Which is, yeah. Which is hilarious because he can, he knows how to spell his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll type in Oscar yeah. into it. Give a little um, Oscar playlist. I have. I should make an Oscar. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, 
Yeah, as he starts going, it sort of like gets less and less. But yeah. anyways, every time I see him on it, a part of me goes like, oh, this is so cute. Yeah, yeah. And then a part of me is like, this is not cute at all. <laughs> like, buddy, you don't. I really don't know if this is like a, a world. Or, and I'm <laughs> setting setting someone yeah, up for failure. Like, 20 years, there's going to be DJ recitals. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not you know even what? 20 years. Like, Honestly, I would not be surprised if that's even a thing now. Because you see those videos of like little oh, kids, yeah. like, you know, oh, like yeah. talent shows, like just ripping the decks. Yeah. It's, it's th- quite possible. I'm like very open. Whatever, of course, of course. whatever, you know, things he gets into. And I've, al- I've always said this. I'm, I'm very much the kind of parent who's like, I not only look forward to, I expect that he will be teaching me right. things about life. Yeah. Um, because I think my wife and I grew up with a context that was like, not necessarily that way. She comes from a bit more of a conservative background than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, it was very like, no, like mom and dad are like, even to this day are like, mm-hmm. we know yeah. what's right. And like, right. let us show you. Right. Uh, my parents have been much more supportive and sort of like open, open to yeah. that. And so that's my, I'm sort of like, especially just the, the speed at which things are progressing and changing yeah. through life now. Um, we're going to get to a point where I'm going to need him. Oh, totally. And totally. so rather than sort of have this ego, maybe that's a difference between just millennials and boomers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, I have no sense of like, I've got it figured out. Let me show you the yeah, yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just figuring it out every single 100%. day. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, there's no ego with me about like having them yeah. uh, teach me what's Do up. Do you ever think mm. that, because you know I've talked to a lot of people about this and, and experienced it myself, not so much, sorry, not so much myself, but there's always like, you know, the idea of, you know, exposing your child to like the things that you think are cool. Not to say that you're yeah. trying to mold your kid into like a your, your protege or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's always this thing where it's like, you know, you obviously want to show the things that you totally. like to your kid, yeah. but then there's always the funny thing where there's that like reactionary teenage thing where yes. it's like the opposite. Yeah. You know, like I had somebody I knew, I think I might've brought this up episodes ago but long story short there was this famous artist and he's a bit of a very wild performance artist does all this crazy stuff and like throws blood on things and blah 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 and his a super famous guy anyways i'm not gonna say he was same but his son was a friend of a friend yeah and if you even saw what the two of these people looked like you'd be like they're related because one had an insane look like crazy hair like da, 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 like crazy clothes and the other the son was like the most clean cut because yeah. it was like this reaction to be like i don't want to be like that yeah i want i need to rebel in a sense i wonder how yeah. inevitable that reaction is like yeah. because i don't know though because at the same time my dad's a musician and he showed me a bunch of stuff and it wasn't like i rejected it i actually just like Obviously, got into my own things. Was like, yeah, oh, right. Too. I, don't I think the only things I rejected from my parents were the things that I knew that they didn't like about yeah, themselves. You know, like yeah. the things that they fell into because mm-hmm. of circumstance. Those yeah. were the only things. None of their like passions did I ever revolt against. Right. You know. Uh, right. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it mm-hmm. comes down to the way that those things are presented to you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, if it's presented to you in this way of like, you gotta do this. Yeah. Like. Yeah. With these hard lines. Yeah. I am, yeah, I'm very, very interested to see how that yeah, works Yeah, Cause it's yeah, because but it's also fascinating to just think because it's yeah. like, you really have no idea. Like, no. No. and things are constantly changing. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, even in the sense of like, 
you know, see DJs being a part of a child's life. It's they can so be like, weird, they, they, they right? can be like, fuck this, I need a guitar. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, it can go in, and, a, in many different ways. You know what I think? Ways. Even when you say that, I go like, okay, then I gotta have a guitar. Exactly. You know? Like that's. Yeah. I think like if he says like. I'm really not into this, then I'm so down to just be like, what do you need? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what, let what me is, just support you in, yeah. in whatever way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is weird to think of, like, grow. he's growing up with CDJs. That's like, crazy. <laughs> I grew up with a lot of instruments around the house. Same. And that had a huge impact on me. And it meant that uh, when I started doing music as full-time work, my yeah. parents did not give me this like, well, maybe you should like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. go get a real job sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they were incredibly supportive and I, I, yeah, but even still, like yeah. it was like a piano and a, you know, guitar my, or something. Guitar. Yeah. My, mm. my parents bought me a drum set when I was young, which was like, had a big, it's uh, funny it you mentioned that because that's something that I find always impacts a lot of, uh, solo musicians because when I was growing up, my parents were the parents that allowed us to my first band to jam in the basement, right? Yeah. So I had my best friend's drum kit was in my basement. Yeah. So even when we weren't practicing for our stupid little like metal band, yeah. I'd be down there like learning drums. Yeah. So it kind of informed this sort of like like I've always said like I can play all the instruments, but I'm not a master at any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Same. I can I can play, but yeah. I'm totally. not like I'm like you know everyone's better. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I could not agree more. Mm-hmm. And that specific situation, I had yeah. the same thing. Yeah. My parents are like saints for this. I can't. When I, I think I would do the same in this situation, but mm-hmm. I was playing in this like emo band oh, in like sick. the early 2000s. What was it called? Uh. There's really no history of it anywhere online. <laughs> okay. Our MySpace got hacked, actually. Oh, shit. Oh, so shit. there's like really nothing. Um, maybe I'm just dodging the answer. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> so Even anyway, if the MySpace got hacked, there, yes, there, right. might have been MP, there might be MP3s floating around <laughs> somewhere on an old... Uh, they're not, they're we'll not, get it out of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're not bad. I yeah. will say that. I, I'm almost saying it more out of protection. What were you playing in this? I was playing guitar. Okay. Yeah. The little drummer background, little is, background vocal? Uh, nope. Okay. No, no singing okay. whatsoever. Okay. The drummer has gone on to like be an actual, and maybe I'll tell you off pod because yeah. I don't know how much you really, <laughs> right, fair, really fair. love for me to be talking about this right now. <laughs> but anyways, um, so we were all going to school together in Saskatchewan mm-hmm. and we finished up our year, moved into Regina and we're playing shows there, but everyone was kind of like, it sucks here. Yeah. And my parents had moved into a new place in the Fraser Valley outside of Vancouver. Uh-huh. Okay. And when I went home to the, for Christmas or something, they were like, you know, you guys are like living in a pretty like gross <laughs> two-bedroom apartment. There's like six of you there. Like, <laughs> why don't you just move here? Why don't you guys just all come here? You can turn the basement into a practice space. Whoa. Um, see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And so we were like, I brought it up with the other guys. And of course they're like, do we want to live in Regina in a gross (laughs) apartment that we're like, you know, one guy was sleeping in a closet, literally like to moving into a place that was rent free. My parents were like, you don't even have to pay. Just like like the Oasis. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And so we did it. And um, I, yeah, I still to this day, I'm just kind of like, they just like willingly invited. How long were you guys there for? It wasn't, it it didn't end up being all that long. It was maybe six months. Okay. Uh, And then, we ended up going, we had a bunch of shows booked in kind of like Calgary to 
uh, Winnipeg. The real like oh, yeah. emo real, zone. Real, 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 real <laughs> Canadian emo. Yes. Uh, and then by the end of the summer, I think we were all sort of like done. Right. Um, How old are you guys? Like 20. Okay, yeah. Probably. That's 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 about the age yeah, when, you, yeah. when, you, when you're like, do I want to yeah. keep doing this? You either become a lifer or, yes. you, or you move on to something and else. So it was really, Austin's a lifer. <laughs> and so it's, it's funny to see the way that, that it all sort of shaked out to where like I myself and one of the other guys went back and we're at my parents place for a year before we got our own place but like finished our degrees there yeah um uh the one successful music musician went to Regina maybe that's a hint okay and uh is and has was like grinding for ages and is you could just say it I'll beep it out I'm just curious it's Oh, oh, crazy. Yeah. I just okay. had brunch with him, actually. Okay, wow. okay. Yeah. I'll beep it out, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really sure he wouldn't mind, yeah, but it's I, just, you know. It's yeah, no, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I so, uh, and then the other guy ended up moving to Calgary. and But, yeah, the, that was like such a, it's really wild to think about now, mm-hmm. about living that almost like transient of a lifestyle, yeah. like living in a place for six months and then going and doing something else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all sort of, like you're paying cheap rent here and then you're living with someone's parents here and you're playing shows. Yeah. It's a very unstable. I wonder if it's, if it, cause it's, it's something that will never really go away because I had a similar thing where we had an apartment when I was first doing my first band, little girls. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was a normal apartment. We paid rent or whatever, but it was the thing where, it was a four bedroom, and if you were to ask me how many people actually <laughs> lived there, it would be like eight to eight people, basically. Okay. You know, and it was like because it was, it was just people would just show up and stay yeah. for weeks at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, and then one one guy, shout out to my old friend Cool Boy, uh, in Montreal. Cool Boy, <laughs> that was his nickname, Cool Boy. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick Williams. But he uh, he came one day when he'd finished university in uh, at McGill or Concordia, I forget. And he it was like moving to the city, and he's like, he's like, hey man, like friend of a friend. He's like, we like hit it off immediately. He's like, I'm, do you mind if I just stay for like the night? I'm just like trying. To, I'm gonna go back to my parents' house and figure shit out. Da da da. He showed up with a suatcase and just never left. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's so sick. Like, he, he started paying rent and was like <laughs> contributing, right? He was not paying rent. Whoa, <laughs> but we were, but we were all, we were all such just like, kind of just like. Because it was the kind of thing where, like, yeah, he lived there, but when you're kind of living that sort of not even fast-paced life, but you're just kind of yeah. just doing a bunch of different things and just like jamming and blah 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 blah. It's like at the end of the day, it was like you'd be hanging out till like one or two in the morning, and then he'd just be like, yeah, "I'm just gonna crash on the couch," and you're like, "Yeah, okay, fine." And it was just like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like over an extended, over yeah, over and over that happening. It's like My just house was like that right before I moved in, and then we shut that shit down. Yeah, <laughs> your house, your current house. Yeah. <laughs> When I first moved in there, there was like people that I had never met just on the floor. And I was like, wow. What the fuck You're is like, going what on? is this? <laughs> yeah, that, that can run its course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have to be, you have to be young and wild and free. To- yeah, totally. <laughs> um, wait, so where do you live now? I live in Chilliwack. Okay. So yeah, like an hour and 15 from Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because Austin, I mean, I don't know if you've listened. We've, we've said some harsh words about Vancouver in the past. <laughs> and it's time for us to redeem right. ourselves. We've, we've, yeah. we've actually I moved lived f- there for two years. It was Did, during oh, yeah. COVID. It was, oh, it was wow. not the best time for me. Yeah. Um, it was I a mean, great time, though. It was, it was, there was so yeah. much good. There was so much bad. I just was excited to move back to Toronto. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. We don't talk shit about Vancouver. But we, we, I love, we, we've said a couple things a couple times. People have been like, fuck. No, my <laughs> favorite. I can't believe I'm listening to the show. My favorite. 
it was uh, on the Chris Black episode, listening to the like coffee conspiracies, like, which are you a part of? I'm not a part. Of <laughs> You're like uh, you guys. Which, actually by have the to way, deck. yeah, like, <laughs> you guys gotta like. Please, no more talking about that. <laughs> like, uh, we uh, we're gonna have to end this right um, now. JJ Bean mm-hmm. is shutting down. No way. Their uh, gas town location. Okay. I think. And they're citing like so. JJ Bean is like the yes. the, the the father, like yes. the mothership of the okay. of the yeah. of, of the, the whole cult. operation. Jesus, yeah. Jesus Bean. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Bean. Wow, is that so, that's not actually what it's no. called? Okay, because <laughs> that's actually a sick name. Honestly, Jesus, Jesus Bean. I'd have to at least try this coffee if you're gonna if you're gonna name it that. Uh, <laughs> Savior, so great. They named it twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so they shut it down, and and again, this is all just kind of like like speculation. A, a headline that I read on yeah. on whatever, but um, due to the increase in like homelessness in the area, okay. and, oh. and yeah, I don't know, it all seems a little a little a little fishy. Sus. They didn't open their doors to them. Come on, it's the Christian. You would way. think. Um, so then, so so you're in Vancouver. When did you make the switch? I, I mean, I shouldn't say switch. When did you start, you know, experimenting with like electronic music post emo yeah. world? That's a good question. I kind of always was. Okay. Yeah. I got a cracked version of Reason 2.5 cool. when I was in my first year of college. Mm-hmm. So that was in 2003. And before that, I had bought some software called MTV Music Generator. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, yeah. Yeah. It was like a Fruity Loops kind of DAW okay. that... Um, a DAW is maybe generous, actually, but uh, <laughs> was made by MTV. Okay. And I had this very, very wild experience in, like, around the time that I got it, sort of been, yeah, I was in grade 10, I think. Anyways, 2000, like, late 90s, early 2000s. You remember O-Town from the from the MTV show Making Liqu- the Band? Liquid, uh, what was Liquid Dreams, Liquid yeah. Liquid Dreams. So I watched that show and so was like very invested in that <laughs> band and was not into like, I wasn't really like into pop music or at the, at the time really. Um, but I had the O-Town CD and I was really just like almost from a like, I'm making myself sound like this very enlightened yeah, just like, like, 16 like there's, year there's old. Ge- there's genius <laughs> yeah, behind no, no, no. this pop music. I was like, I'm very interested to see what their album sounds like <laughs> yes. as we, I've like invested in these people. I can remember listening to the record. So you bought it? Sorry, no, no, no. no I would have downloaded, downloaded it. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's, nah. It's kind of a yeah, kind of a wild move to yeah. just be like, I got, I got to go twenty five dollars. Yeah, I got to go to HMV and buy this O Town record. I got to see what this is all about. <laughs> I got to see what's really going on here. Yeah, um, I heard one of the loops on their record oh, <laughs> from MTV Music Generator. Whoa, which made me it it like opened up some sort of third eye for me. That's like it's all coming from the same. Bank of what sounds. Came first? Uh, that's the thing. Or the, the, I don't know, man. Like, did did somebody make this loop? And Maybe then, their record was just the... like so cheaply produced <laughs> that they're just like, oh, we got some stock sounds on this folder <laughs> yeah. over here. Like, throw a loop in the track. Yeah. Like, who knows, man? But yeah. anyways, so I was messing around with that software, and I I essentially exhausted the entire library. So I right. made something like. 20 songs mm-hmm. and that used as many of the loops right. as I could. Mm-hmm. It's just like basic sort of arrangement, mm-hmm. learning how to like introduce new things. There were no like automation or faders or anything it like was that. Just, but it was just, yeah, just chopping and yeah. And um, 
so that was my first kind of experience with that and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and yeah. I was actually, again, it's wild, sort of going back to my parents encouraging me. I think they saw that I was doing something like this and they're like, this isn't like playing a guitar. Or Which is in, yeah. they were like, they were like, hey, maybe you have a future in like production right, or, right. or I don't think they would even have the words necessarily to say like arrangement or comp. Like mm-hmm. it was more than just performance. Yeah. Right, right. Um, or like jamming. It's yes, like, it's totally. It's sort of like yeah. actual. Bu- yeah. Yeah. yeah, and my parents, you know, are like grew up on classic rock like yeah, yeah, yeah. i grew up listening to like you know all of the staples everything yeah. you would imagine yeah, yeah, yeah from from parents that sort of like came of age in the 60s so anyways um i get to college and a friend is like hey if i get some software uh that you know can, you can make beats with would yeah, you be yeah. interested in that and i was like absolutely yeah so i got the cracked version of course it didn't work uh and i was like I had that spark in my head of just like, that sounds like so much fun. That software yeah. was so much fun. So I got the demo of it. And with the demo, you could use it for 20 minutes. You couldn't save anything. Right. And then it would shut down. Mm. And I was just obsessed. Yeah, I would yeah. like all of my free time would be spent just sitting there working on something, learning how all the synths worked within it. And then it just um, gets deleted. And then it just gets deleted. <laughs> That's and then I would cool. open it right back up. Right. Start again. And like, I wasn't even like taking photos or sort of screenshots or anything. Again, this is like, 2003 probably Mm -hmm. um but learning the ins and outs of the software and then i used that for man till i mean the first teen days record was still like mostly made on on reason an updated version of it not that it wasn't wasn't reason 2.5 no no so (laughs) yeah i the first teen days ep was um reason for all of the synths and drums and bass and that sort of stuff and then any live sound because you couldn't put live sound right. into it um was done in garage band oh so like very very uh low key but like, that's that's uh, kind of the thing because even when i was first starting out my thing was garage band again knowing having no idea what i was doing i was just using garage band and like you know, because you could plug things in and act, and I had this like really shitty little drum machine, and I'd just yeah. be like making beats or whatever. Yeah. But it's interesting to look back and think about records that came out around those times that probably all used the most base level yeah. software. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because it's like the bedroom producer kind of thing was yeah, like right. pretty popping at that point. Yeah. Well, now every ki- everyone has a Garage Band on. There's so many kids I know that are like making their first albums on their Garage Band on their phone. Yeah. Whoa! You know, crazy. and like recording yeah, with that is with wild. like like I mean, clothesline from hell is like like yeah. a lot of that audio is yeah. recorded right on the iPhone mm-hmm. mic. Yeah, well, literally the the <clears throat> the Steve Lacey beat that Whoa. was on Kendrick Lamar's "Damn" was yeah. recorded on GarageBand mm-hmm. on his iPhone. Crazy, unbelievable. Which is like it's like you can you can do it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's like, but I think the idea of it being accessible to everybody was such a big part because I remember, I remember when I was selling. Uh, my guitar, my old guitar and an amp I had when I was kind of in the same mode of like this, getting out of playing in, even though I ended up going back, long story, but like I was kind of getting out of playing in basically emo bands and like hardcore bands and Mm. being like, no, I want to like make beats. And I sold my amp and my stuff like that so that I could buy like a, not first gen MacBook, but whatever the MacBook of like 2009 or eight was because it came with GarageBand and I knew that that was like the way for me to like, and I remember having to kind of explain to my parents being like, this is not me quitting music. Yeah. This is yeah. me like changing lanes lane, in yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, but don't sell your, like, like, and they actually like 
kind of like didn't let me sell my guitar, <laughs> which I'm thankful for. Yeah, but yeah. it was like the amp and some like pedals and stuff like that that I just like sold. I forget even how. But um, yeah, it was all through that. But the funny thing, so looking back to this, because you know, there's such a sort of resurgence of, you know, we've talked a lot about like indie sleaze and stuff, yeah. but a lot of your early records, I would, I'm, I know it's people don't like to use the word, like chill, <laughs> chill wave is the word that we're going to use. I'll and, allow it. <laughs> and do you think, because I feel like it almost like has to happen with the way, like, do you think there's going to be like a chill We're like wave? one year off. I know. I mean, also at this, at this rate, it could be literally less. Yeah, than that's like, true. It could be anything at this point. Do you Man, think that's going to happen? Um, it got clowned on pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Well, I don't know. Do you do you remember kind of the end of Bloghouse yeah. indie sleaze stuff? I don't feel like it left the sort of public consciousness with so much kind of like not making fun of, but kind of just like almost like animosity. Like mm-hmm. I can remember there was that there was a zone whatever it was summer of 2009 to mm-hmm. probably like 2011 and yeah. then if something was called chill wave it was just like oh yeah like you like you do whatever you can to, to like, get away yes yeah well even um, like like Toru Ma, like washed out all those yeah. guys who were like the like you know the faces of it i would yeah. say they really stepped away and had that sort of like you know they they try like the music even changed well maybe not so much washed out at the time but like yeah. you know a lot of the, some of those guys really tried to like get away yeah. from that and but I but but the sort of revisionist history yeah is yeah, interesting lot, yeah who knows what who it's going to be repainted as because because it's like it's it's in a sense was a reaction maybe not a reaction no but I like, think so I even felt that in my own experience where mm-hmm. I was trying to make music that was really polished and right. really like maximal. Uh, and then I heard those records. I yeah. heard like the washed out, the first washed out EP <laughs> yeah. and the first Tori Moi record and was just like, it sounds so like, like so much um, less pressure yes. to be able to make something at home and not try and have it sound like, yeah, I'm making it at, um, you know, like a studio. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, cause like when you think about comparing it to who I was listening to at the time, I was listening to like justice, yeah. Daft Punk, obviously like that was a little earlier, um, cut copy, all of crystal castles. Yeah. All of these groups that were working in like very maximalist. Yes, yeah, right. totally. Totally. It was so n- freeing to just be like, gonna bring the bpm down a little bit yeah yeah i'm gonna like drench it in reverb yes drench it in reverb i'm gonna just let it i'm gonna be okay with the fact that there are mistakes Mm -hmm. or or like you know quote unquote mistakes yeah and embrace the uh the situation that i'm making it in which is (laughs) like uh like i said a a two-bedroom apartment with a bunch of people living in it yeah um with a a speaker setup that was like true computer speakers mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have you seen the new opn record album art uh i did it has it's like the white it's like the photo of that with like there it looks like computer speakers that are like yes 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 i saw that and was just immediately taken back to like yeah. like yeah that world of and and when i think about um the way that i work now and even now i'm not like i don't have like an an incredible extensive setup in my studio at home. Right. 
but it's not computer speakers. But yeah. the like, funny thing is, those you know? were those were so because I had a pair of those too. Yeah, like you remember, just like the classic. Sometimes they'd come with a little subwoofer as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember getting a pair of them for my birthday one year for my parents, and like you know, bless them for it. But yeah, monitors would have been nicer. But they didn't know what that was. I don't right. even know if I really knew what those were at that point. It was yeah. kind of just like speakers. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. because even when you think about the the financial barrier of entry right, right like yeah. even a pair of rocket fives yeah. are gonna run you like yeah. i don't know 500 bucks yeah, yeah, or yeah. something totally. like which if you're a college student like i was at the time i just didn't have that yeah no money. totally so yeah, yeah. um all of that goes back to say to your original question of mm-hmm. like i do think this feels very like adam courtesy but like there's so many things that are moving in culture and shaping society that it's but like <laughs> could you imagine if with inflation and people not being able to afford nice gear, there's right. a, a new lo-fi scene that exactly. Oh, 100%. Exactly. Oh, I mean, I think the same thing's happening in like, like film and stuff too. Yeah. But also in like rock music like, mm-hmm. right. where it's like the, it's no longer four track, like tape recorders. It's, it's people recording garage band on their phone. phone and they're doing it in a similar way. You know, it's like, it's all, it's very similar. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, just a new version of it based on the technology, and, and based it's on just different, film too, and yeah, based on right, just like, different circumstances yeah. too. It's like yeah. it might the original might have been a reaction to the sort of you know larger than life personas of these yeah, musicians right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're right though; this could also be like an inflation thing, where it's just like <laughs> it's like ah, you know, I got my I got my we got my phone because yeah, everybody a has phone. a phone, yeah. and and you know it comes with that little voice recorder thing. So there you go. I'm There's surprised that it hasn't taken over the film world a little bit more than. It has. Yeah. Well, like, what was what was the movie? Um, a Tangerine. Tangerine. Yeah. yeah. Right. That was the first one, and then, like there really hasn't been much it's else. Wild. Like there's a couple things, but none that are very notable. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, you'd think that it, it's because it still relies on a lot of ex, like a, a accessories yeah, mm-hmm. in right. order to mm-hmm. make it look like a movie. You know, yeah, yeah because even even the Tangerine movie, like they're like mic- oh, they're, they're they like telephoto up. lens yeah. Yeah, attached like, to it. Like, yeah, it's, fucking, so it's not an It's really not. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If you see the rig, it's huge. Yeah, like, yeah. it looks yeah. like a fucking camera. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a smaller brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> just yeah. a just a nice just a nice little PR marketing yeah. marketing oh, moment. Just on an iPhone, just like, an iPhone, and it worked. Like, and there's like they have like thirty iPhones for that. Exactly. You're like you're you're spending on. That being way. said, if you have a crew of thirty people, I'm sure you could find thirty people with iPhones to shoot. For so true, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, are joking, they going to donate their I'm iPhone joking, to the production? I don't yeah. know what that. How are they going to text their girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Donating an iPhone to a production. <laughs> I like the idea of cutting in the middle. Oh, hold on, I got a text. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. My mom's call. Yeah, calls, yeah. Uh, calls in the middle of a cut, <laughs> middle of a take. <laughs> um, well, then I was also going to say so, like uh, with. <laughs> the chill wave thing coming and going like all things do um you then kind of ventured into like ambient and then into like dance music which is like the most sort of current well also first of all we need to actually talk about the juno oh yeah, yeah that's hold you. on a second this is, this is, so, so hold on so you're you're so you're was 2021 record yeah 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 yeah. won the juno for best electronic album which is crazy it is crazy and i have to say this and it's it's funny because you know uh it was one of those moments not to say that i extensively follow the junos because i don't but i always assume that they like just get it wrong yeah 
And this was a moment when I was like, I was like, they got it right. Man, that's so nice of you to say. You know what I mean? And I could be wrong. I'm sure there are other things that maybe deserved it years prior and whatnot. But this felt like a moment where it was like, you know, because people criticize Canadian media and stuff for sure. being, especially Juno's being mainstream, sort of whatever the Oscars version of that is. It's yeah. always a little yeah. corny. It's a little just like. Maybe a little out of touch. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you say what you love about the Grammys and stuff, they always get it wrong. But there is still yeah. sometimes you'll see something yeah. cool get its get its flowers. And you're like, yeah. okay, some something's working here. Well, man, I mean, that really, because that really leads into my total surprise at the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I essentially shared the same view. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Where I was to get nominated was yeah. just like, but that's, like, that's not me. Yeah, right. yeah. That's, that's yeah. gotta be someone else. Yeah. Like, That's I've, not a club I wanna be in. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's such a funny thing. It, I, there wasn't even like, I was so grateful and yeah, continued to be totally, like, totally. cause it's just so wild. Yeah, yeah no, it's crazy. crazy. I think that's what makes me feel so grateful is I'm just like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Right, yeah. It's not supposed to be me. It's supposed to be someone more established, maybe yeah. someone with, I don't know, higher social media following yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm assuming there was probably like some kind of like, you know, big room EDM stuff that we like probably don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Don't even know what it there is. There was an artist named Rez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know who that is. So yeah, she, she has those like big goggles or yeah, something, right? Yeah. yeah, so she was nominated and okay. that was like, in my mind, I was yeah, like, well, of course the, she's going to win. Like, yeah. And um, and that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like Rich. Rich O'Coin was nominated. True, I would have loved to see him. Everyone else that was nominated, I, I was fully, I would have been fully like, it would have made perfect sense. Yeah, you're like, right. you're like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, and so, yeah, the the whole experience was really, really surreal, uh, and just so unexpected. Like, truly, so I'm not, I'm not trying to be modest or like humble when I say these things. It truly was just so unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a part of it too is that I've just, yeah. How can I say this without, yeah. <laughs> Here's how I'll say it. There were people in the room that needed to win. Right. Right. And not in this specifically in this category. Yeah. You could tell the people that were there that were just like, there's pressure for right. me to win this because right. it means something yes. bigger for them. Yeah. Yes. Um and I we like got to my category and I was like popping grapes into my mouth, literally just like eating dessert yeah. at the You're table like, and like, all right, like cool, let's see what happens here. Like uh I did not need to win it. Right. I'm very right. thankful to. Yeah. But, um, and even in the wake of it, it's so funny how many people in like the week after were like a little bit sort of facetiously, but being like, is your life totally different? Yeah. Now? And, and I was like, nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and to this day, like, yeah, it's hard to draw a really th- clear line of like that happened and so now this sort of thing is happening and I, yeah. but I feel like that maybe comes from the fact that when you're saying that you didn't quote unquote need it right. there's maybe a difference I guess in the industry versus an independent smaller artist versus say a major label Canadian artist yes. who has this backing from the label and all kinds 100%. of funding it's yeah. like it's they need a different world that they're operating and they basically like, need it to like mm. get more money from yeah. the money yeah. the money they already That's have what it's for. Yeah. exactly it's yeah. for that it's a stamp so of approval it's kind of like yeah. a really cool not fuck you but it's kind of a cool like I don't know I think it's cool you know <laughs> that, what that and, you, that it, that and what I honestly one of the coolest things about it has been 
having people like yourself say that, mm-hmm. um, DJs that I really love and respect, artists that I really love and respect that are doing things in a much more underground right. way, reach out yeah. and say like, uh, you know, it's to say congrats or, or um, do you guys know Evan Emissive? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sent me a really nice message just like saying congrats. And I said like, Hey, that means so much coming from you, you know, like, yeah. um, and I said, I was, you kind of have this uh, preconceived notion that when there's something that is more mainstream and visible like that, that the people that are doing things in a more underground way will kind of like scoff at oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. I think, I think, I think those like, are bygone. I think that's a bygone era. And, yeah. and, and I kind of said that I was like, man, getting, getting those types of messages from people like yourself or like, uh, uh, you know, the Penistry Steppers guys reached mm-hmm. out like friends in Vancouver, my friend Derek, who's a DJ in Vancouver were saying really kind things about it. And so I said that like getting those types of messages from you guys like means so much. And he's like, well, he's like, you winning is shining a light on everyone. Yeah, yeah true. And that I, just really blew my mind. Like, because I, I feel like you you may have even stepped into it, and this is the wrong word, not to be like embarrassed, but you know what I mean. Where yeah. there's kind of a thing where you're yeah. just like, you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. like a, yeah. it's it's interesting to think about because again, from like the perspective of the underground, you're yeah. worried that, like you said, yeah, it's getting it corny. is gonna, it's gonna yeah, it's yeah. gonna like delegitimize like your yeah. entire practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And I'm already feeling kind of this sense of like imposter syndrome when I'm like playing at standard time, like I am tonight, where yeah. I'm just like, I came from such a different world than yeah. house, like that blog music chill wave world yeah. is so different than like totally. club culture totally. yeah. house music techno yeah and and like you said i've gone on this really like wild kind of uh following my gut and yeah, my yeah. ear into all these different types mm-hmm. of sounds and seeing how you know throwing throwing paint on a canvas and sort of seeing what I, feels I, I good i think it's important to remember too that like you know i think we always think think and of course there are going to be like like diehard like house heads who just go house music from day one yeah, yeah but you forget that a lot of times people end up in a lot of these scenes and these situations and these these pockets of underground music in their own way like totally. again you saying that you were in an emo band like you'd be surprised how many people <laughs> you could like name drop certain bands and they'd be like no i was i was i was there you know it's like it's 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 it's, yeah, it's right. this sort of shame you yeah. kind of like have but then again it's very similar to the it's to the juno thing it's like a shame that doesn't have to be there because it's totally. like you're like no, yeah. no, no 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 this is normal yeah <laughs> this is fine yeah um, i think one of the uh, yeah another really it it's funny in that i feel like it yeah I'm my own worst critic in the way that I feel like it delegitimizes myself mm-hmm. or me to uh, to those people, and then it like fully legitimizes exactly. it to everyone who's not inside that world. Like exactly, I'm like at the park with Oscar, uh, like whatever the week after it happened, and um, a neighbor that's like kind of new in our we live in like a townhouse complex. Uh, they just moved in, whatever, like uh, a couple weeks before that, and we were kind of like catching up and she had said like, Oh, what do you do for a living? And I was like, Oh, I'm self-employed. I, you know, I work from home. Um, just like, you know, yeah, yeah. Keep playing it, it keep playing it. it cool. Yeah. Um, not that I'm, yeah. I, you just don't want to, Oh, I'm like, I'm a touring musician. I just won the Juno for best electronic. And album. so <laughs> that was like a couple of weeks before the Junos. And then after she's like, you did not 
tell us the whole story. She's like, did I just see you on the front page of the local newspaper because you won a Juno award? And I was like, um, like yep. yes. That is so funny. Like the, 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 the ways in which like, there's so many things that I could win that would kind of mean nothing to like my parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then there's like, there's, I don't know, like, I don't know what the equivalent, but if I ever won like the equivalent of a Juno for filmmaking, even if it's like something I don't care about, that would be like, Oh, my son's a filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah. And everyone understand that. It's, it's it's legitimizing it to the masses. Yes. It's like, cause people like still kind of have the, like, like you know, it's it's classic. If you win it, if you win an award, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know, yeah. it's like yeah. my son's it's the best. It's on your resume, yeah. Or, whatever. Yeah. or it's even yeah. like you know, high school like athletes or something. And be like, he's the best man, uh, runner. It's so funny to me how everyone's priorities are just in totally different places. Mm-hmm. Because I had like a week after that, I had a single played on NTS, yeah. and I was like, that's yeah, yeah. like yeah. hell yeah. Uh, and if I. You know, I'm at the park and I tell this this woman like, "Yeah, I wanted Juno, but did you know?" Like, yeah, yeah. You know? She comes up to me and goes, "Because because uh, you saw so listening to NTS." And, yeah, uh, I don't know if you were listening to NTS Channel One the other day, but, uh, but uh, you know, at, at four in the morning. Yeah, because it's in the UK. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, yeah. but yeah. So, so but, but with the with the dance music sort of uh, getting into like house music and more you know higher BPMs, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Uh, did that come about? When did that? Like, when did that kind of switch happen? I so I made a record in 2019, um, or or I put a record out in was it in 2019? Um, it, yeah, April of 2019, I think it came out called Bioluminescence, which mm-hmm. was kind of this like I had been making more ambient music, um, but I had also kind of been experimenting a little bit more with kind of putting it into a dance music world. So right. playing lots of piano. I think I'd just been listening to like a lot of John Hopkins mm-hmm. and um, wanted to try and see how that felt of like taking ambient music, but then putting it into a bit more of a, a dance music context. Yeah. Um, and I worked with this guy, Joel Ford, who, you know, shout out yeah. Joel Ford. the king. Um, and when I finished that record, I almost immediately started making more stuff that was kind of in that world but was definitely more like club focused and i think joel yeah whether he even realizes it had an influence on that because i knew that like his production style and and his taste like he can just take music that i was making that i wanted it to be in a club context but couldn't do it myself because again of limitations yeah yeah, yeah. i've got a next door neighbor that like i can't just blast a sub like at whatever two in the morning or something This is pre-kids again. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he's he's such a legend in like he's like the like secret sauce for like yes. a lot of things. Truly, that I feel like yeah. people don't fully know about even like the Jacques Green records. Yep. Recently, he does yep. a lot of those. He's done. It's just like I don't know. When I was with him in L.A., it was. I also just love that he's like he's like a he's like a deadhead. Yeah. He's just like loves fly fishing. Yeah, Sick. he's he just is like totally his guy. own dude. Yeah. He's a dad. He's, he's got two dad, kids. Two kids, I know. Like, yeah, I had a lot of really in- good conversations with him uh, about like how do I be a parent and also like yes. an electronic musician or someone that not even just specifically that, but just like a creative person, right? Right, like full time creative or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, provided a lot of a lot of like insight into that world. But yeah, I, so as I was sending him these things, I was like, I don't really know what these feel like. I don't really know if there's a record here or something. And he was just like, 
he's like, why am I hearing like a French touch influence? And it was just like something just clicked. Yeah, it was like yeah, one yeah. text. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's like, the road that I have to go yeah, down. Right. Like, let's get the filters going. Yep. I was like, I have to make my like discovery. That yes. was the thing. I was yeah, like, yeah. that record had such a huge impact on me. And I was just like, I had always like wanted to do it. Like, how yeah. do I make my my sort of like Daft Punk record? Essentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so th- those collaborate. I, I feel like I'm still searching for like that kind of like producer in like sure. film. Like the yeah, producer yeah. in film would be mm-hmm. like the equivalent yeah. where like that person who can maybe like contextualize what you're doing yes. or have yeah, like just right. enough distance to know kind of your inspirations, but without you knowing them, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Cause there's yeah. so much shit that you do that's subconscious and exactly. to have someone to just be like, this is what's going on yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. I don't know if you don't yeah. know. That's so huge. And here's and, how we make it happen. And again, you know? as a solo person, right. if you're, you know, if you're the director or mm. if you're the filmmaker, if you're the yeah. solo artist, you're not really bouncing ideas off of people in that specific sort of creative zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as the process goes along, there's more people that are, but still, every in the film process, in, and yeah. they're working for you, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they're trying to make your vision happen. Yeah. So, yeah, to to have someone like Joel to provide some really honest feedback, uh-huh. and then to to yeah, like it's so wild to think that he would just listen to something and go like, I hear this. Yeah, and I I mean he. Kn- he must have known that I like loved that type of music. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, all of that is to say that was kind of like the thing that mm-hmm. kickstarted that. And then I had this other sort of like second big aw- awakening or whatever. Uh, again, coming back to gear and sort of like limitations, uh, I bought my first proper drum machine. Yeah. Um, and a 303. Okay. Um, clone. But, and, because I was just been listening to more like nineties sort of mm-hmm. the Italian dream house, yeah. like, you know, uh, summer of love, Ibiza, like acid house stuff. Yeah. And was just like, there's something, this is just like really hitting me right now. And it's like, well, I, if I want to make that type of music, you need a 303, you need a 303 and you yeah. need a 909. Yeah. And so I got it and was just like, there again, something about having the physical thing. I'd always yeah. worked with samples before, uh, having the physical thing, I just like went nuts. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I think I've, since getting those, I've put out like four, yeah. Or yeah, I've put out a lot of music and well, I've made a lot of music. I was music gonna say, you're just on, like, like dance music. even post the album, which sorry, was 2021. Yeah, you've yeah. You've been on a run of like singles and EPs and I even saw it's, you tweet a couple, maybe like early in the summer, you're like, I have like five more releases coming yeah. out this year. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so the next the next proper full length is uh m- maybe I'm like very much flirting with the idea of doing a double record. Oh. I don't think it's I'm going to be your to. melancholy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's again like it's it is so crazy to look back and see those things throughout your own experience that sort of like stick with you and influence you mm-hmm. like years like that was my record growing yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. I was a, like you know, 10 year old in grade four in elementary school, obsessed with smashing pumpkins. Like, and let alone the, the episode of the Simpsons where like uh, Homer Palooza. I watched, I watched it the other day, dude, that was the most important piece of media for me. And that was the two most important things in my life. Same for me. That episode was so like, Oh, you know, the whole thing. But wait, I, 
I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I just saw, but you guys talked about seeing Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, you saw them. You saw them. I saw them uh, last Saturday. Okay. Well, I won't. I won't make you rehash it. But I'm. It was amazing. Was it? It was so good. And like, genuinely surprised. Like I was blown away. Have tell me about your experience with the last couple of Smashing Pumpkins releases. Oh, I haven't even listened to them. So Never even listened it to wasn't this latest one, but the one before. Like Oceana or something? It like, came out on a Friday night. And again, pre-kids, I was bored. I was like, I'm going to listen to this entire album oh, no. and mm. see how it goes. And it was very hard to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was like, there were some really, really rough moments on it. Uh, <laughs> Crazy how that happens. Yes. Like, how do they have... How do you fall how from do you grace? Fall? Yeah, what happens? It's it's, no, I think I it's just you, not your time anymore. Like, no, it's, like yeah. something... it's, it's simply, it's ego. Yeah, it's literally probably. ego. Yeah. It's like you know, it's the and it's the kind of thing where you, you actually that's totally it because like when you're young and you're making music, you're not thinking about it too much. You know, but at the same it's time, like it's coming through you. You know, yeah. and then you like you are the big rock star. It was all done by you. You know, yeah. but it wasn't. You but know, you almost you can't blame it though because at the same time, it's sort of like at what like wh- who would be an artist make something and then be working on something that say that's not out yet and be like, be like, well, this isn't that good. Like that, that was better. Like, I don't think anyone's ever going to, uh, unless, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't, you're always going to like, if and, you're working on a film or something, you're not going to be like, you, yeah, you're you not going to put it out. You're not going to put it yeah. out unless you're, you're yeah. excited about it and you yeah. genuinely think it's better. Yeah. Man, I'm so, so like, curious how do you, about that. you know, because you have to take into consideration like a person's life circumstances too. Like, so like I feel like My Bloody Valentine is a band that comes to mind mm-hmm. when you say that where they can put out a record and then not do anything and probably make a ton of stuff right. but then trash it and yeah. but like is Kevin Shields making enough money to be able to live like yeah, who knows like I don't Billy know. Corgan's good Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, he's he's very good <laughs> when you sell like how many copies do you think Melancholy in the Infinite I sold? millions like, millions it was huge. Yeah. It was millions, massive. Millions. And in, at the time where people were still buying, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, you know, they could, he could have stopped then and there yeah, and been good for the rest of his life. Yeah. But the ego kept going. Kept so going. yeah. Any, <laughs> anyways, distracted by smashing pumpkins. Uh, okay. So you're making a double album. Yeah. So, so planning on me. I'm, I, I started it, um, like probably two months into the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and with this, mindset of like i want to try and make songs again i feel like i've been making a lot of dance music um i want to see what happens when i try and do it and so i made two songs that have like are all live instrumentation there's a little bit of sort of like synths here and there but Mm -hmm. um and then uh, patrick holland mode (laughs) a little bit it's maybe like pat's music Pat's like live music is so much more fun than this. This okay. stuff's a little well. This it's not, it's not like emo necessarily. It's, oh, it's, but it's like full circle. The 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 content of all of these songs yes. is very heavy. Oh, okay. I'll gotcha. say that. Um, but then I started sort of introducing more electronics and and made a couple songs that are like again like talking about genres is so hard. But like right. there's almost like hyper pop influence okay. going on. Um, so anyways, I just was like had that going on sort of in the back of my head yeah, and ended up making like tons of music, probably like 
40 or 50 tracks Damn. like in that folder yeah, yeah yeah um and now i've gotten to the point where i'm like okay i think i'm like done making new stuff for it now it becomes like well what is this thing right. what works with us and figuring out what yeah so i sent joel um a playlist that i had set up of like 14 of the tracks right and he was like yeah i have some I-. he's like i have an idea of like some of them sound very sort of live sounding and a little bit more organic and some like I have a way of sort of like collecting the more organic sounding ones that could be really cohesive. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just one thing. Mm -hmm. As soon as he said that, I was like, what if it was two records Mm -hmm. and then maybe not a double album necessarily, but like put them out six months apart, have them sort of be like like companion pieces. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So one will be much more live sounding and the other will be more electronic sounding. Okay, sick. So then again, this is like, yeah, still kind of like, yeah, I don't know, halfway through the process. Yeah. That's exciting. That sounds really good. That's sick. The last thing I want to talk to you about was the newsletter you have. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which, because like we've been talking a lot about this with, I mean, I have, I should say, the sort of, not death of music discovery, but how music discovery has changed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And how, you know, you know, we had Eric on. We talked to all about the blog era and whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah. That's right. not there anymore. Right. Really, you know, Pitchfork is kind of not what it what it was. All these things are just changing. We're finding new ways of like discovering things. And Tony Price, yeah, shout yeah. Out to Tony Price had like a thing on his stories recently that was just like him basically getting like data on his friends being like how do you discover new music like what do you do you buy vinyl do you like just trying to get all this yeah i love that he's he's on to something else and i'm yeah Yeah, for sure but you know i i I responded to one of his things Mm -hmm. and was like weirdly the things that i've been into which equates to newsletters in in some capacity is like i was like i've been discovering a lot of music through like random twitter users or x users Mm. Um, yeah 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 and there's this one guy i actually forget what his name is but his uh his profile picture is oh my god that DJ Sprinkles album. I, I, anyways, whatever. I yeah. can't remember this person's name or even who they are. But they just kind of just post, you know, a picture of an album. Also, this guy Riley Walker also does it oh, as well. Yeah, sure. Where he'll just post. He Riley posts random CDs. Yeah. And this guy posts vinyl records. Yeah. And it's kind of been my new way of discovering usually older music to be totally honest, but things that don't necessarily get the push on like you know. Spotify or whatever. Sure. And it's about, and I've just been thinking about like how we discover. So like, I want to know more about the newsletter. So yeah, let me think. So I was, it, it came almost from more of a place of like wanting to write. Right. Uh, I had done a couple of things for um, this like crypto adjacent I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's called Friends with Benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you was actually going to ask you about this as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I found myself in that crew, um, in that Discord, and there was kind of a... Oh, there was... At the end of the year, they were they had put out a call or they had asked like uh, people to contribute like their ins and outs okay. for 2023. Yeah. And I like went full Blackbird spy plane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like over-the-top optimistic yeah. ins... Uh, and then these kind of like really basic, like not snarky, but just kind of like, yeah. like live music is out. Yeah, it's yeah. too late. It's too <laughs> loud. Just like being ridiculous. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the editor um, was like, that was really fun. Like, would you want to do that as like a monthly column? 
So wait, but is so what? What is friends with benefits then? Because I yeah. I know what it is because I mean I know I know what its presence is. Okay, like, what is it yeah. beyond? Because it's also like a weird secret, not secret Discord, but it's like invite only or something. Right? Yeah, so it it's it's based. Do you know about this oh, friends with benefits? No, it is. Yeah, so so how it works is if you have right now it's seventy five of their tokens mm-hmm. in your wallet, mm-hmm. then you can you get access to the Discord. Okay. And the tokens you can purchase like any other sort of cryptocurrency. Right. So I found out about it and was essentially invited uh, by someone. And then when I got in, I realized, oh, I've got all these other friends and all these other people that I know. And really like, this is like 2021. So still like not lockdown, but like pretty. And also the NFT boom. (laughs) Right. Like that was the big crypto. And like, I'm, I'm in this discord meeting people that I would have met on tour. Right. But I wasn't going on tour and having conversations with people that, um, like just like weirdly, like making friends on the internet, which is a feeling or a sort of experience that I hadn't had since probably like, blog days and i was gonna say know? i was gonna say the old-fashioned way exactly <laughs> yeah the old-fashioned way <laughs> so yeah i i had this really really positive experience and it's funny how it's like shaped my view of crypto in a way where i'm i see all of the corny stuff and uh, i'm just like oh it can be done in such a like yeah positive cool way yeah, yeah, yeah. so anyways i yeah so it's it's really just kind of like essentially a club. Right. But um, when they were saying that you were going to write something for it, they had an editorial okay. arm. Yeah. Okay. Which was like a website or what? Like how did it, it went out through a newsletter. Okay. okay and then they cool. would on their website, they would post these long form articles. Got they you. would do as well. Got you. Um, I wonder if you'd be familiar with these folks, but drew Millard and Emily Friedlander. Do you know them? Uh, drew, was he not a writer? For he was Vice? a writer for vice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so he, so the two of them edit, uh, were editors yeah. and drew was doing all of the editing or invited me to do this column yeah. for it. And we both, like, we became fast friends through this, but we both kind of, the idea of me being a trend forecaster is inherently funny. Yeah. <laughs> as a person who is, like, a 37-year-old father of two in the suburbs of Vancouver. <laughs> being like, I'm a little uh, out of touch. <laughs> that's with, sick, though. That's what makes it interesting, though. And that, and I, I leaned why it into worked. it. Yeah. So, like... What's hot this this month? Emails. Yeah. Monday morning. You look yeah. at your phone. All right, like back to work, baby. Yeah. Like, and so I had so much fun doing this. This mm-hmm. like again, very kind of like. Actually, now my my favorite one that I did was in was having a good time with your friends, and it was all about the Skrillex Fortet Fred again concerts. Yeah, yeah and had <laughs> like just three, just three friends, so just sick. three friends Going getting back together, to back to back, having a fun time in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah. Sick. So, um, um, so, so that led me to then. Um, I did another. Uh, there's a new kind of like uh, up and coming. Uh, like online magazine thing called Byline. Okay. That, yeah, um, yeah. I think I did. See this. Uh, I contributed something to them for their uh, for their summer thing. Again, another like, give me a hot take. What's your hottest right, right. hot take? And I can't, I'm like, like I'm finding myself getting these like weird writing writing <laughs> yeah. jobs where I'm like, this is like I should not be telling you my hot takes. My hot <laughs> takes are so so like yeah. basic, yeah. truly. Um, but I had so much fun in yeah. the process and, and just like that it, it, I was like, 
maybe it'd be fun to do a Substack. Right. Like it, I thought about it for a while. I was like, I don't want to just do something and have it. Cause I know that like consistency is so important. Like I have to be doing something that I want to do. Yeah. So, uh, the, the first thing I could think of was just like, what if I just put five tracks onto a playlist? Yeah. There's zero theme. There's no like, um, I'm not trying to like be a digger or expose people to things. Mm-hmm. It's truly just like, here's five tracks. Right. And right. then along the way sort of thought like, Oh, it could be fun to like have a friend come and contribute something. Right. Um, and now I'm, yeah, I'm like 11 editions in. Sick. I am. I've had maybe one or two where it was like Thursday. They all, they come out on Friday mornings and like Thursday night. I'm like, like going yeah, through yeah, yeah, like yeah. adding links. Yeah. Like uh, I'm just editing everything myself. Um, so yeah, a real labor of love. Yeah, totally. Cause, Cause again, I'm making like a million tracks. Yeah. I am like spending all day with my kids. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife and I've been married for 10 years. Like there's, there's so many things that, right. that require me to like give it my all. Yeah. And, you know, I really don't want to be spending my time like working on a sub stack (laughs) that really is not super necessary. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, it's there, but it's there. And I'd really do have a lot of fun doing it. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. Awesome. Hell yeah. Jameson. This has been very fun. Thanks so much for having me. I I should have talked more about Toronto. I have so many opinions about Toronto. Let's get into them right now. Yeah, drop them. No, I, I, (laughs) (laughs) the only thing I could think of was, uh, Downtown Toronto is one of the strangest downtowns oh, I've ever fucked. been in in my really? entire yeah. life. Oh, you yeah. mean like Young and Dundas area or like? All, so we, we took the train up from Windsor uh-huh. and we walked from Union Station to mm-hmm. our hotel. And I've never experienced a downtown with a weirder sense of um, lack of character. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember... Like when you're looking at buildings that are old, but there's an A and W in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real. Well, it's then, yeah. There's just no it, small business and like yes. things cannot survive here for the most. Well, they part. can't survive in that in part that, of that area in that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. and elsewhere it's a lot hard. It's very true, hard compared true. to like I yeah. mean, like think about most cities. They have like staples that have even even Vancouver yeah. has yes. staples that have been there for like I never yeah. thought about this. Yeah, like, yeah. like Nats Pizza, like, which is like you know, like yeah. there's there's places that have been there for so long. Yeah. yeah. And Toronto doesn't have nearly it's a really as many really yeah. strange. Yeah. Experience. You know, we have like Cafe Diplomatico. Is like That's there's still a not downtown. Yeah. It's specifically downtown. There's like none. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a Franz diner. Come on. So true, but yeah. I know, we, I know. Uh, it's like in a commercial building now like it's like yeah no I mean it's also yeah. who yeah it's not and, that, yeah. It's not and that I think what I love about that is that um, it's very indicative of that then how interesting Toronto as a city can be yeah. because you can have that but you can also have the most diverse city in yeah. the entire country yeah. all yeah. jumbled together in yeah. one well the funny thing, thing too is I honestly like maybe I'm even going to go there today when I go check out the the tiff area later but yeah, yeah. um i haven't been to young and dundas or let's just say like the downtown core yeah. in like a year yeah i went for the first time <laughs> like, to go see bottoms the uh like on tuesday oh, the yeah. first time i was there yeah i haven't been like i was even gonna go see that movie that night and i was like ah, i don't want to go all the way over there <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> even gonna... though i still go to the deeper into the east end to see my parents but yeah, yeah. here's what i will say is there um 
did was it thriving in the 90s that area 100 percent. okay yeah. uh maybe not the 90 well was, where was the much music building that was on queen that was queen and john yeah. okay which is close ish to there but the thing is i don't know if it was necessarily the 90s but in the 80s young street was like the street yeah. Young Street uh, was like where there was all these like clubs. There was yeah. a lot of the whole jazz scene there. There was all like the whole kind of thing. Young Street was like it. Yeah. And then as things got pushed away, it sure. kind of turned to Queen Street, and now it's moved to the West End. And now it kind of things happen all over the city. But yeah, yeah. Um, no, there was definitely a moment when like Young Street was like popping on a Friday night. Kay. It was like there was stuff to do. I was obviously too young for it. That's but. a little bit how it feels. It feels like it. I have a vision of my mind of what da- downtown Toronto looks like, and it's very. It's like. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the same, but like Yale Town in Vancouver is like so 90s to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe it's just something about the architecture, the kind of like green tinted windows. These like, <laughs> Emerald sky. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. To Emerald me, City, that's baby. just, that's 90s. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's like 90s architecture. That's the way that it felt growing up and going yeah. to those places. But yeah, really wild kind of like trippy feeling it's extra strange now for me as someone who's grown up here yeah lived here my whole life because not only even when i was a kid young street whether i mean i'm not entirely sure because i was too young for it but whether the nightlife existed when i was a kid on young street i'm not entirely sure about but in the daytime it was still a very much like a shopping area Mm. like you had the eaton center then you'd go up young street to bloor yeah and there was all kinds of shops and different things like like a comic book store i used to go to it was Mm. like on young street yeah all this stuff was like there and you had the hmv you had the smaller record store you had sam the record man you had all this stuff and now when you walk up young specifically in this kind of gap between like college and bloor it's like abandoned buildings. Yeah. It's like oh, really wild. weird. And it's because the rents are so high, mm. but nothing can really like survive there. So yeah. you kind of have this like- Every single time I walk there, which is maybe like twice a year, it's completely different. Yeah. There's completely different Whoa, shops. It's like, yeah, really? it's pretty radical. But then things, yeah. but then, and it's cause they just don't last. It's yeah. like, it's yeah. like you have to basic, but then you even, I mean, it's funny, but even the Starbucks can't, yeah. <laughs> can't yeah, exist yeah, right. in Toronto. Yeah. Like it's like the amount of them that like disappeared is like, almost comical i'm yeah. like like starbucks there was one at bathurst and queen gone yeah one at uh, basically by trinity ballwoods gone i'm yeah. like these are heavily like there's yeah. a lot of traffic in there yeah. and if like a starbucks can't survive like yeah. yikes hopefully that's just a sign that people aren't supporting that but i don't think i don't think that's i don't think that's the case i honestly don't think that's the case where are people getting their coffee from then Sam James. Sam James. <laughs> They're all going. They're to all <laughs> going. <laughs> Just tourists lined up. Like what you got to do is you got to go to Sam James. But it's James. funny because like that area, you're like Young and Dundas, I don't even like think of as Toronto anymore. It's, mm. not, it's, like, wow. it's not my Toronto. It's not, not my Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, buddy. That's my, if anything, that is my Toronto. But I just like don't Toronto. go there. It's yeah, just yeah, not yeah, a part yeah. of my, my daily life yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. So I, I mean, but as I said, neither it's it's not that for me either. But I do, I do... I do owe it a revisit. It's been, yeah. <laughs> it's been well, and yeah. and like we've been talking, about, right? Like everything's cyclical. Like yeah, and what's wild is to think of like real estate and neighborhoods being. And again, as someone who like I never lived in Vancouver proper. I never. I've I've always lived in smaller cities, mm-hmm. um, or even like smaller towns. And so gentrification and the way that neighborhoods shift and stuff is like a concept. And like I've never lived inside of that happening. Yeah. Right. And uh, so it's 
like endlessly fascinating yeah. to me. Well, I, I mean, even... fascinating to a degree until you realize that it's hurting a lot of people. Totally, and then totally. like, you know, right. But it's also, but it is fascinating in the sense that I was explaining to even Austin and when we had Eva on before, but the idea of Ossington being like, you know, voted, it was whatever, some number of like coolest streets in the world or yeah. something like that, or maybe it's Canada, whatever. But it's, it's wild to me to think, to even be now at an age where I remember being like, you know, 17 and like going downtown and da 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 and like sneaking into a bar and having a beer or whatever and like being in this area that felt so thriving with like culture and like underground stuff and like yeah. there were pockets of even that street that were kind of like dead like when I say dead zones like it was like you I couldn't even explain it's like thinking of like a map in like a video game and just being like that part is just black yeah, yeah it's, it's like right it, it's been it's been unexplored right and it's like it really felt like that and now you're just like the way in which the you map have to is unlock been, that. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Ossington's been, been unlocked. Ossington's yeah, been fully so unlocked. So interesting. Now. Yeah. You know what's? Yeah. Sorry. One last thing. Yeah. yeah no. uh, you mentioned Tony Price, and like, he does such a good job of like painting this like not. It's not cyberpunk. What would the word be for it? This Toronto. It's this dystopian. Like, this like, dystopian yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he loves that Which, shit. Which, like, man, I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm, yeah. like, so into that aesthetic and that whole vibe. Yeah. And uh, well, the best part is that the unlocked zones. Yeah. But he's, he's coming Toronto. from a perspective because we grew up yeah. in the same neighborhood. We're both, okay. like, East End guys. Yeah, yeah, right. And the way he talks about the Danforth and the way he talks about, he makes it seem, he makes me proud to be from the Danforth. It's so cool. <laughs> because it's yeah. just such, it's I actually so... went to Athens restaurant. The one Hell yeah. The other day. Hell yeah. <laughs> Greek town. Shout out Greek town. Shout it's Greek uh, town. everyone should be going there. I've literally never been. A lot of people of haven't. <clears throat> a lot yeah. of people it's haven't. Ri- it, like, yeah, that's where my girlfriend lives. And it's a really crazy. I always like, it feels like it's not Toronto, but it is very yeah. much yeah. Toronto. But it it's, feels, but it's, when you it's say my Toronto, that's, that's, as a, Toronto. that's literally so as a kid, cool. that was like yeah. my version of like, yeah. it was strange to come downtown yeah. because that was my version oh, of the yeah, city. Oh sure. yeah, you know? So, so that the party that's happening today yeah. at East Room. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. So this it's is on its way. <laughs> this, right? is where, this is where I get into my, like my, my Toronto hot takes <laughs> about like what consi- is considered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That is the East end. East Room. Where is East Room? It's like Broadview and Queen. All right. Um, however, it's not the real East End. Sure. You gotta get, <laughs> you gotta yeah, go, yeah. you gotta well, go like six right, or yeah. seven subway stops further east. Yeah, you know, yeah. Before you get okay. to the real, the real stuff. But, um, sick. So, yeah, but you're DJing tonight at Standard Time, yeah. which I yeah, guess yeah, there's yeah, yeah. kind of no point in plugging because this won't come out till sure. Thursday. It'll have already <laughs> passed. I'm, I guarantee, I mean, I lucked out on this one. <laughs> when someone asks you to warm up for like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. like a guaranteed great party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what um, what time are you are playing? Like, I'm playing like the the very like 10 p.m. Okay, I I, I might, think I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to come. I don't know how long I'm playing for, but I'm yeah. It's with it's Diana, like, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. And then yeah, then Penistry Steppers. Hell yeah. are wrapping up. Oh yeah, I forgot so, they're playing it too. Shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Damn, there's a lot going on tonight. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna try to come. I'm working. Yeah, he's working. He works the Friday Saturdays. Anyways, busy night. Yeah. Teen days. Jameson, thanks so much for having me. Thank thanks you for, for coming me. through. This has been—I'm I'm glad <laughs> we got to make this happen. Anytime. I was worried that we weren't going to make it happen because of Austin's work schedule. Oh, <laughs> oh blame oh, it all. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm having a—I'm having a wild Toronto day. I had brunch <laughs> this morning at Cora's. Oh yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar, with, familiar the with Cora's Cora. restaurant oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. chain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it was rough. Yeah, uh, yeah. I—I I, I, experienced. <laughs> I, yeah, the last time I had that, I think it was in Vancouver. Vancouver, Montreal too. 
Uh, and you got then, Jay's game later. And then Jay's game. Right. And then I'm going to try and pop in at that day party. Right. If, depending on, obviously, like, what my family yes. situation is <laughs> looking <laughs> like. You can't make yeah. those decisions yourself. It's got to be a group decision. That's right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then kids will go down. Dad's off. Dad's off to the club. <laughs> awesome. Cheers, man. Appreciate Peace. you. Man.